Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody, Tim Kennard here with Positively Wrestling Evolved. With me as always is Steven Davidson. And this show, of course, is where two guys who know nothing about women, but know a little bit about pro wrestling, talk about women's wrestling and how, um, I don't know if apropos, if I'm using it right, is our intro music as we are on the road to the Royal Rumble. Uh, I'm excited. Royal Rumble, my favorite pay-per-view of the year, and we're gearing up for it. we got lots to talk about with that. But first up, Steve, how you doing this week, buddy? I can confirm I somehow went to Florida, yes. came back, and don't have COVID. Hey, all right. I defied the odds. I did it. You are the man, and to tag a PS on this that's somewhat related but not really, Hulk Hogan, you're a piece of shit. Anyway, uh, let's. Uh, we'll I have going. no idea what just happened. <laughs> I feel like I missed something, but okay. <laughs> uh, did you not know this? Not to break and talk about Hogan on a women's wrestling show, but do you not? Uh, did you hear what happened? His comments? No, no. He insinuated that Betty White and um, Sydney Portier, who we've recently lost, right, died because they got the vaccine. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about women's wrestling. Yeah. He's a Steven Pollock crap. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about some very cool stuff that went on this past week in the world of professional wrestling. We're going to kick things off, though. We're going to be a little bit smarter and we're going to have a, some math based wrestling first. See, normally, if you go one on one with another wrestler, you got a 50 50 chance of winning. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. School is back in session. Uh, started classes this week, so I'm ready. I'm primed to do some math here. All right, this was week 12 of math-based wrestling already. Can you believe that? And 37 women's matches across stardom, 16 stardom, 9 AEW, 6 Impact, 2 WWE, 2 NXT, 1 NWA, 1 NXT UK. Total of 20,447 seconds for five minutes, five minutes, five hours, 42 minutes, 21 seconds. I'm just realizing I forgot to do uh, the match average. I meant to do that before we started recording, and uh, I didn't. So I don't have that. And I don't have the increases and decreases from last week. Somebody is slacking. This is what happens when you get a PS5, ladies and and gentlemen. (laughs) That's exactly what happens when you get a PS5. (laughs) Yeah. His his attention has been just a little bit distracted because he did score himself one of those sweet, PlayStation 5 machines has been playing as a Spider-Man. Yes. Yes, I have been. Um, I did, while I was watching NXT UK today, I was like, okay, I got to do that before the show's over. And then I just forgot to go back and do it. And here we are. But five minutes, uh, five minutes, I keep saying five minutes, (laughs) five hours, 42 minutes and 21 seconds total time. Uh, the The longest match was 20-minute draw between Utami Hayashisha and Sayaka Kamatani against Tam Nakano and Unagi Sayaka on January 8th. Stardom, shortest match, we have a new winner. 
a new winner. It's not AEW. It's nope. not WWE. Surprisingly, Impact had the shortest match of the week. Masha Slamovich versus Sandra Moon, 47 seconds. Absolute um, squash. It was. It was. And that is your incomplete math-based wrestling for week 12. It's going to drive me crazy. I'm At some point, I'm going to go back and, and do that. If I, if I can focus on it, I might do it while we're recording the show and then just suddenly chime in. Um, but yeah, there, there we go. So uh, it was a pretty jam-packed week. We had three stardom shows. Ah, yeah. Um, like I said, lots of stuff going on. We're going to get into uh, SmackDown here in a second. But I did want to, it's not on our call sheet, but I did want to just get your quick thoughts on this. If you saw this news that broke yesterday, uh, WWE getting sued. I saw that by MLW, yeah. MLW uh, with some pretty pretty staggering claims, um, if you've seen the details on this. Uh, now, again, I say all this allegedly because it's an ongoing lawsuit. Who knows where the truth lies? Uh, but MLW um, accusing WWE of preventing them from uh, basically getting TV deals streaming deals uh talent interference <laughs> uh it's it's some pretty nasty stuff pretty nasty stuff and they're seeking an undisclosed undisclosed uh, amount uh in compensation uh but i i i wonder if this will have any furthering repercussions depending on an outcome so it's crazy to think about it is um I find parts of it easier to believe than other parts of it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I find that the tampering with talent very hard to believe because I know they've been very careful about that sort of thing in the past. Um, I find the, the accusation of trying to nix TV deals less difficult to believe. Yeah. Um, none of it is good. None of it should be happening. Uh, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, if anything changes because of it, uh, yeah. The WWE, of course, put out a, a statement and denied it all. I mean, what else are they going to do? Yeah, they said they're going to um, vigorously defend it, but they're not going to come out and say, uh, "We're going to, you know, lukewarm defend this because right we don't have an excuse <laughs> for right. what happens." Yeah, you know, they're going to fight it vigorously no matter what. Uh, but it's not a good look at the beginning no. of the year. Definitely not a good look. No. Um, but uh, yeah, I just want to throw that out there and get your thoughts. Uh, just because it's, I mean, who knows? I mean, this could get settled, swept under the table, and then nothing big ever comes out of it because, right. you know, non-disclosure agreements get put on it and whatever, who knows. But again, something to keep an eye on in the new year, The uh, uh, what turns out with this uh, potential groundbreaking lawsuit. <laughs> um, right. So we shall see. Um, but let's jump into SmackDown. Let's get into the stuff because SmackDown made a huge impact this week. <laughs> and, uh-huh. <laughs> and it was awesome. And um, Charlotte Flair comes out to the ring and starts talking about the, the Royal Rumble. And you, I could kind of see where this was going, that she was going to enter herself into it by the end yeah. of this, this, this diatribe, which I as I texted you, I kind of thought made sense because, well, her opponent's gone. Right. And then, of course, the heartbreaking news that Sasha 
is out for six eight weeks. The, yeah, it's going to miss the rumble unless they're, you know, kind of fibbing on how long it's going to take her and she's going to surprise be in the rumble. But I kind of doubt it based on the footage that I saw. Yeah. Um. So it looks like Sasha's going to be out. So your planned opponent, which I assumed was going to be Sasha for the rumble because of the house show circuit, um, that's usually kind of telling. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Tony Storm leaving. They really didn't have yep. anywhere else to kind of go. So, okay, throw Charlotte in there for star power. I get it. Plus, you got to find women to be in this rumble from somewhere. And yeah. the rumor is, is they don't really want to use any of the NXT talent in the rumble this year. Um, or I guess as little as possible. But uh, so she goes into announcing who's going to be in the rumble. And we get, you know, the ones we kind of expect from the roster, your Rhea Ripley's, your Nikki A.S.H., Bianca, so on and so forth. And then she starts revealing some of the legends, which are typically held as a surprise. Um, yeah. Honestly, not a huge surprise. Like we expect we're probably going to see Kelly Kelly come back for the Rumble, uh, Lita, Trish. You know, Trish wasn't mentioned in this package, but no, I assume she she's probably going to be in there somewhere. The, the last couple of years, though, we haven't gotten a lot of that. We got a lot of that in the first Women's yeah. Rumble. And then since that, we really haven't. And honestly, I, I prefer that. But <laughs> WWE doesn't have anybody left. They have yeah. to fill, like you said, they have to fill they the have spots to fill out. It. So we're getting yeah. Summer Rae making a return, which apparently yeah, was we have not seen to her. be a surprise. Yeah. Summer Rae said she thought that that was being held until the night of, but they went ahead and announced it. Uh, <laughs> and she was surprised. So there you go. There's okay. a surprise. Um, the Bella Twins. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Lita. Um, I think was Kelly Kelly mentioned. Yeah, I can't remember. yeah. yeah Kelly yep. Kelly, um, uh, Michelle McCool. Yep, in there, and uh, the one that kind of set the internet on fire and made the big impact is Mickey James. Shocking on multiple levels here, and because you're like, okay, that's crazy. She's a legend. I get it, but then. Pat McAfee acknowledges that she is the Impact Women's Knockouts champion. Yeah. They acknowledged yeah. someone else, uh, someone else's title, and the fact that she holds a title in another company is going to be in the Rumble. Kind of opening the quote unquote forbidden door for WWE for the first time in quite some time. Now, this isn't without precedence. Because stuff like this has happened before. Mm-hmm. Christian was loaned out to Impact while still under WWE contract. Rob Van Dam appeared on WWE Raw while under Impact contract in years past. Right. So stuff like this isn't unheard of, but it hasn't happened for a long time. Yeah. And this is a level of it that we really haven't seen. Yeah. This is kind of nuts. Um I'm excited. I mean, I, yeah, I popped huge, man. I was like, good Lord. Yeah. Well, I, I thought they were on horrible terms. I mean, they sent her her stuff in a trash bag. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised by that. And I missed it first. Uh, Pat McAfee referring to impact. I missed that. And so I, I was thinking and like, well, okay. More than ever, this means Deanna's getting her title back. Oh Yeah. That's what I was sure. That's what I thought was going to. And then when I realized, and I I saw it on social media because WWE tweeted that she was the Impact Champion, that she's going to be in the Rumble. And when I saw that, 
my my tune changed. I'm like, hmm, you know what? And then on the other side, (laughs) Impact was putting videos up on the net promoting Hard to Kill, and Mickey was talking about, I'm going to beat you, and I'm taking this title, and I'm going to the Royal Rumble. Yeah. If you're Impact, you want your champion in the Rumble. And mm-hmm. so once they acknowledge, once WWE acknowledged that she was Impact Champion, and I and I realized it because again I did miss it at first. Uh, yeah, I, I started to think, ooh, I think Nikki actually might retain now. Yeah, and I say I think this is awesome. I like I want Mickey to win so bad, and for them That'd to be crazy. Promote. I mean, talk, can you imagine? Can you imagine the promotion? You can mm-hmm. put behind that. Um, if Mickey Who's it hurt? Who, yeah, who, who gets hurt? Nobody. Nobody. I mean. And, and look at what it could do for Impact. Yeah. Because Impact, we, Impact had that deal. Boost. Yeah, they had that deal with AEW, and they AEW did almost nothing with it. I mean, yeah. it, it was so disappointing the way that that all played out. But if, if you've got Mickey going into WrestleMania as a challenger, you can send you know, WWE talent to to be on impact. And I think that would make a difference and cause a stir and get people talking. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, let's say, let's say she enters and it comes down and she wins and she takes on Charlotte flair Mm -hmm. who doesn't seemingly have a opponent that you can have ready made for unlike Becky and Bianca on the Sasha will be back by WrestleMania. Well, that's true. Sasha will be back, but let's say it's Mickey and, and Charlotte. Charlotte shows up on Impact. How huge? Yeah, right. How huge is that? Right. I mean, just oh, not only that, but who else could potentially this open might the door show- for? Yeah, yeah. Like I want to see freaking Roxy in yeah. the Royal Rumble. And um, I've and like and yeah. even though it's on the men's side, I've heard that they have something mm-hmm. somewhat similar. At least one surprise for the men's rumble that could be a mm-hmm. forbidden door type of person, right? Um, which could be crazy. Um, right. By the way, I like it's it's not what they typically do, but I like that they're giving us all these names up front. I, I don't dislike surprises, but people get so caught up in the surprises of who's going to be in the rumble that I think they often lose sight of the actual show itself and the quality of the show. All they care about is who's going to show up, and they don't pay attention to the yeah. matches themselves. And so, I i mean, we used to never have surprises. They told us all 30 people that were going to be in the Rumble yeah. every year, and we liked it. And we were fine with it. Yeah. And so I kind of like this approach so that we're not just talking about who's going to show up. We're talking about who's going to win. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, that's the thing. Because, I mean, yes, it's happened in the past, but not, I wouldn't say not, often does a surprise entrant win right that is more of a rarity it has happened obviously yeah yeah but it's more of an exception than the rule Mm -hmm. um so but yeah so that makes me you know think about mickey even more is because they've announced it ahead of time you're not going to be surprised now my big thing and i will pop huge is if she comes out to hardcore country yeah, I, I questioned that. And someone on Twitter questioned that too. And she retweeted that tweet about if she comes out to hardcore country. I yeah. hope she does. That would, yeah. be, that would be sweet. That would be, and hopefully has the belt with her. Yeah. I still won't live to win the Rumble, by the way. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I'm not expecting it, but I, if only. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about the Rumble. It's going to be so interesting 
on the women's side. Cause, and again, we still have, I think if I've done my count right, we still have at least 10 spots that we do not know. We have 11. Or 11. Okay, so I was yeah, close. we have 11. Um, now, there have been two names rumored um, to be in there that are returning uh, former WWE uh, superstars in uh, Melina and Cameron, I think. So not, I mean... Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it's cool, but... If we're getting Mickey, could we see the inspiration? I get, yeah, it's like, hey, there we go. Why not? We have to we have to assume Liv and Bianca will be two of them. Yeah, I assume Liv and see. I thought they announced Bianca uh-uh, for that video no. package. No, because she was still set to challenge. Oh, okay, so they didn't do for that the either. the title match. Okay, yeah. so let's assume yeah, Liv and Bianca in there. Um, so that takes Which us down nine nine. Yeah, uh, I would say Melina and Cameron probably pretty good bets. So let's say that's seven unknown. Uh, I would almost guarantee you. What Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Bailey. Yeah. And Bailey. Yeah. I think those three, if, if they are in, well, yeah, I assume Alexa Bliss will be in there unless they try to get her a one-on-one match at Rumble first or something like that. But I, I think she'll be in the Rumble. Um, But yeah, returning Asuka, that would, that would be a good, big surprise returning person. Same thing with Bailey. Mm -hmm. Those three, that leaves four spots unaccounted for i think trish more than likely i don't see why not unless she's already booked or something yeah unless there's some reason so three spots left molly holly mm-hmm. another one that could show up so that leaves you two hmm. roxy i want roxy. roxy could be one um or like say the inspiration so so many still possibilities for surprise yeah but also theory crafting because it looks like this could be anybody's rumble. It really yeah. does. Um, well, and and I like this too because you know if this does open up the possibility of seeing more crossover with WWE working with all these other promotions. Yes, that's good for everybody. I mean, we could see Sasha Banks versus Miranda Alize. We could see you know Alexa Bliss against. Uh, you know, whoever, Ivelisse, uh, yeah. you, you know, you, it could be anything. And man, the, the, the possibilities are endless and so exciting. I, I hope this leads to more of this. I want, I want this to lead. I'm telling you right now, I want right now, I want Alexa Bliss in a, a six-man tag teaming up with Decay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus anybody. I don't care. Who right. It is. Whoever. Give me those three. <laughs> right. Give me those three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh man, I'm ex- I mean, I am I'm always excited for the Rumble. They say it's my favorite mm-hmm. pay per view of the year, and I I'm just more amped because of this. This is great. Yeah. But uh, we could talk about this for a long time. But let's we move could. On. And we already have. <laughs> and we have uh, Sonya uh, coming out and costing Naomi in a kind of impromptu match against Charlotte. Uh, Sonya doing her little devious ways of you know saying oh match can't end that way it's got to go this way by pinfall or submission pretty much ensuring that naomi wasn't going to win so she doesn't get a title shot um which makes naomi a rumble favorite i think very possibly yes yeah like i said there's so many ways we we gotta we gotta get to this naomi sonya match now though we've got to just do this can we just do this (laughs) this has been going on for a long time and it's been good 
but they're kind of spinning their wheels a little bit. It's the same stuff over and over now. And we, we just got to get to this match. This was a great match with Charlotte and Naomi and Naomi reminded everyone that she can hang. Yeah. Actually, what I think, here's my, my off the wall prediction. What's going to happen. Naomi's going to be in the rumble. Yeah. Sonya's going to declare and come into the rumble to eliminate Naomi, which will set up a match between them at the next show or even WrestleMania. Yeah. Not that I want them to drag it out that long. That's a long time. It's been going be on a long so long. Time. Yeah. But maybe something like that could happen. We'll yeah, see. It could. It could. Lots of possibilities. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's go, we'll go ahead and move on. Let's get to hard to kill and some fallout from the pay-per-view. Of course, the results, as we said, uh that amazing main event. Well, actually, let's talk about the, let's start from the beginning because. Not only did the women main event, they also opened the show. They booked oh, it. And actually, more than that, at the beginning, if you uh, logged on to Impact Plus on Tuesday, we saw a show from uh, a match from before the show started, before the show went on the air. Oh, really? with uh, Jessica Havoc defeating Savannah Evans. Oh, so they were the okay. pre-show, and they opened the main show, and they main evented the pay-per-view. Mm. Good night for the women. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. The Ultimate X match did not disappoint. No, shorter than I expected. Yes, it was a little bit shorter, but I actually kind of didn't mind that as much. No, it's um, all right. It was good. I, and what I really liked, as soon as the bell rang, there was no bones about it. They went after that X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was no, you know, primping and whatever. It was, nope, we're here to win. Yep. That's how yep. we win. We're going after I spent it. a long time going after my X. <laughs> That's true. You did. Oh. <laughs> emotional damage anyway <laughs> so, so i know how they feel <laughs> uh but kudos to the ladies some of the spots in this mm-hmm. match oh i thought tasha was hurt bad yeah when, when chelsea fell she slipped from the rope and landed yeah. feet first mm. on her on tasha's face it looked yeah. like or something i, I thought think, i thought yeah, she was, was hurt bad it was nasty um the the uh, jordan grace Taking the bump, basically oh. hanging on the rope, and then right to her back. That was with Tasha too, right? No, Jordan, well, or Tasha might have hit her to make her make it happen. But Jordan oh, well, we're fell. talking about two different bumps. We're talking about two different things. Okay, yeah. I saw. Actually, I think it was. I think Alicia was in the corner up there with Jordan for this one, and she like punched Jordan's hands, and Jordan just fell from, you know, hanging under the rope, gripped like that, flat to her back. Down in the oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. She was holding it with her hands and had her legs wrapped around it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was a spot where it was Jordan and I, I think it was Tasha, where they were, they had their legs wrapped around each other. And then they oh, both yeah. fell mm-hmm. to their to their rears, like landed on their tailbones. It, yep. That was as sick as anything I've seen in a while. And then, uh, what? oh, um, I think it was uh, Rosemary that almost a spear like move to Chelsea. I think Chelsea, it was Chelsea or Alicia won. It was Chelsea. Uh, and that was nasty looking, but I'll tell yeah. you what, congratulations. Tasha steals. Yeah. Gets the victory here. Number one contendership now to uh, the impact knockouts championship, apparently. So, and some banter going forth uh, back and forth on Twitter with her and Mickey telling Mickey that, yeah, that's my championship you're taking to the Royal Rumble. Yeah, so yeah. We know who Mickey's new next challenger is probably going to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 
uh, good stuff. Good stuff from the ladies first ever on this uh, Ultimate X match. Really, it was great. Really all, all six. And and we didn't mention it because we didn't find out until after we recorded last week. But uh, Rachel Ellering was pulled yeah. from the match and replaced by Alicia or Alicia Edwards, whatever you yeah. want to call her. Um, still don't really know for sure why. They yeah. didn't say. Could be anything. But hope she's okay. And I hope we see her soon. Yes. Yes, definitely. So get well soon if that's the case. Uh, or just come back soon. We we really like uh, Rachel Ellering here. <laughs> Ooh, nice job. Um, oh, let, by the way, yes, match average nine minutes thirteen seconds for an increase of twenty six percent over last week, and the total time of five hours forty two minutes twenty one seconds is an increase of you ready for this a hundred and two percent, more than mm. double what we had last week uh, in that holiday week. And so there is your completed math-based wrestling. That was literally eating you away inside, wasn't it? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I, I've had it ready for We just talked so long about the rumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, also, again, main event, hard to kill. A Texas death match. Mickey James, Deanna Parazza. Wow. This was, this was good. It match was of good. the night. I think hands down. Uh, And uh, one of the hardest hitting women's matches I've seen in a long time. This was just brutal, nasty. We had an unprotected chair shot to the head from Nikki to Deanna. Who's calling you? Uh, That's actually my son's school with automated message, I'm sure. Oh, (laughs) okay. Do you want to buy cookies? Uh, now, typically, I tell you, it's one of two things, and I don't think they're calling for inclement weather tonight. So it's probably uh, to tell us that a child uh, or teacher was diagnosed positive with COVID. Uh, got you. And given us the, the update as to uh, we're still going to keep the school open. Everyone's been notified that um, they won't you know, stop. Hasn't, good Lord. Yeah. All right. Okay, we're we're back. We're back. Um, <laughs> if it happens a third time, I might have to pause and answer it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it may not fine. be an automated one, but uh, yeah. anyway. Uh, yeah. So I mean, this main event was crazy good. Crazy was. good. Went uh, almost twenty minutes. Went almost twenty minutes. minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, blood everywhere. Thumbtacks came out. Yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. incredible. And Mickey James retains yeah. the Impact Knockouts Championship. And Which two days before would have shocked me. Yes. But after the announcement of the Rumble, not yeah. surprised. Um, yeah. But I was extremely happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was good. And the rules were once you get a fall on your opponent, they have to answer a 10 count. Yep. So it wasn't just no disqualification. Wait, you had to get right. a pen or submission, and then right, they had to not be able to answer. So there were a handful of falls, including one very quick. Mm-hmm. Off, oh yeah, within like the first couple Mickey. minutes, Diana yeah. uh, hit one of her moves and pinned Mickey. Yeah. But, well, before before that, Mickey rolled Diana up and got a quick three count. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. She yeah, had the first one. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah, this was a unique match and they were given that main event spot and they lived up to it hands down yeah knocked it out of the park 100 yep. percent um then let's uh let's kind of dovetail into that because kind of on the line was this 
Well, and one of the reasons we thought Diana was going to win was her interaction with Ring of Honor's Roxy, the Roxy, I mean, the Ring, Ring of Honor Women's Champion. And that's, you know, hey, belt versus belt, I'll be the Impact Champion. I've also got this, uh, the AAA belt, which I never can say correctly. Reina de Reinas. Um, yes. Uh, you know, Queen versus, of Queens. Yeah, you know, Queen of Queens versus your uh, Ring of Honor Championship, belt for belts, let's go. Winner take all. So we're like, okay. Well, obviously, Diana doesn't have that impact title, but we are still getting Roxy versus Diana, uh, belt for belt, set for impact tonight, tonight for you and me. Yeah, tonight. So, um, looking forward. It's already to that. happened for you listening to this. Yeah, you've um, already seen it, but uh, I have not read the spoilers. I don't know what happens. I'm very excited for it. I'm a huge Roxy fan. Uh, and I don't know how to call it, honestly. So I'm yeah. not going to try. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy and uh, hope Roxy takes it. Yeah, and I'm not going to, because unfortunately I did uh, not on purpose see the spoilers mm-hmm. thanks to uh, people and how they post stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm not going to lean either way and, and give any indication or my thoughts on it. I just think it'll be a banger of a match. Yeah, I, I do we'll talk about it next it. week for yeah. sure. Um. Let's talk about some NWA and one of our favorites getting a shot against Camille. What happened? We had a uh, four-way match on NWA Power this week for a shot at Camille. And it was a genocide, Kenzie Page, Christy James, and Kiara Hogan. And Kiara Hogan gets that win and has a shot coming up against Camille for the NWA Women's Championship. And, uh, I'm I'm very happy about this. Uh, you know, I love Kiera. I talk about her all the time. And, uh, you know, if AEW is not going to give her opportunity, at least somebody is. Yeah, agreed. Uh, that's awesome. Congratulations, Kiera Hogan, getting a chance to go against Camille. The Should size be- difference here is going Ugh. to be insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, won't be, it won't be quite as stark as the difference between Layla Hirsch and Camille was. Yeah. But it's, it's still going to be pretty big. Yes. Uh, yeah. Interesting stuff. Can't wait uh, for that. Again, congratulations, Kiera. Uh, let's jump over to some stardom. Uh, like a saying, lot of stardom. Three shows. Uh, I got to see two of them, although one piece of the first show I missed somehow. Yeah. Uh, and that's this news of, uh, is it Momo Kogo? Momo Kogo from the Actress Girls promotion is uh, jumping to stardom. Apparently mm-hmm. she made the announcement at the beginning of their January 8th show and i knew it i knew it as she was in the ring talking i said unagi's gonna come out unagi sayaka is gonna come out and here came unagi sayaka <laughs> to say all right i want to challenge you every time every time somebody new makes the leap and and stands in the ring and introduces if they want to start wrestling for stardom it's unagi who comes out and challenges them to that first match and sure enough she did not disappoint so i don't know when that match in particular is happening um but now when I'm talking about Momo Watanabe, I have to be specific. I can't just I thought, say Momo I was going to say, anymore. we got two Momos now. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't just say Momo now. Um, if I do just say Momo, rest assured I'm talking about Momo Watanabe. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to try to avoid doing that to, to keep from confusing people. But I have not seen Momo Kogo. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I saw her during the segment, but I haven't seen her wrestle. So I don't know uh, what she brings to the table, but I'm looking forward to seeing. So somebody new. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, 
we got Shuri relinquishing the SWA title and yeah. then being challenged by Mirai. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a, a, a lot to talk about here, I think, for, for me. Like, I'm yeah. frustrated by this whole thing because I, I've talked about Donna Domondo and how dominant they've been. And this is just more of that on every level. So now Shuri has had that SW title for over a year and doesn't have to lose it. She doesn't have to give the rub. Nobody gets that bump of being able to say, I beat Shuri for this title. That's frustrating to me. And then we've got Mirai, one of the two new members of Donna Del Mondo, who at this point had only had two matches with the company, is now challenging for the company's top title against another member of Donna Del Mondo. Yep. It's a bit much. Um, Now, on the flip side, you could look at it as, well, at least she's going to be the first sacrificial lamb. Because sure, he's not losing that title in her first defense. That just isn't happening. Yeah. And um, especially so, not laterally to someone else in Donna Del Mondo, I don't think. Yeah, right. Um, so at least it's not Momo, Watanabe, got to be yeah. specific. Um, she, she seemed to be the designated first loser to new champions for like a year. And so at least it's not that. So, all right, fine. Fine, I'll weather this storm for now. Um, we do have a match coming up at the pay-per-view on mm-hmm. the 29th for that vacant SWA title. Ah. And it is going to be Mina Shirakawa versus Donna Del Mondo's Tekla. Oh! <laughs> So I know, I know it's going to go back here. to Donna yep. Del Mondo because yep. Tecla's probably going to win. Yep. Because they're pushing her real hard. And I like Tecla a lot. I like, I, her, I like lot. Her, her. I, I will say her shtick is starting to already run a little. Oh, really? For me. <laughs> like I'm already getting a little, a little tired of the shtick. Um, but uh, she, she's definitely good in the ring. And maybe, maybe I'll just, maybe I just have to get a little more used to it and I'll get accustomed to it and be fine. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm frustrated because we've got Mina again, who's been there for a while now and has been working and and won the future stardom championship, only to lose it on her first defense to her cosmic angels partner Unagi. Now challenging against a Donna Del Mondo member who's had three matches with the company, and uh, yeah, like you said, I'm almost for certain that Tekla's going to win. And that title is going right back to. Donna Although Del I wouldn't, Mondo. I wouldn't be mad at Mina winning. I definitely wouldn't be mad. No, I want Mina to win with all my heart. Uh, <laughs> I, they had a fun interaction in in the match where they decided this. It was a uh, was it a tag or was it a six uh, trios? It was a trios. It was Tekla, Julia, and Mirai against Tom, Mina, and Wakaskiyama, and. Uh, so it was near the beginning of the match and, and Mina and Tekla were the, the legal ones in the match and uh, they hadn't really gotten into it yet and Mina stopped Tekla. She said, hold on. And she pointed at her and she said, you toxic spider. And then Mina got down on her knees and said, me sexy spider. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. She, she, she will make fun of herself and she she's very tongue in cheek with her whole sexiness thing that she's got going on. Um, but yeah, so it's the toxic spider versus the sexy spider. 
for the FWA championship on oh the 29th. <laughs> can't miss. That's can't miss action yeah. from stardom. Yeah. Oh my god. Um let's talk about this match between Momo Watanabe and Azumi. Yeah. Ooh. Well, yeah. It was good. You know, we've got the the blood feud going on with Oedo Tai and Queen's Quest right now. And this was the main event of the, the January 8th show. Man, yeah, it was something. Momo it was definitely wins something. via a ref stoppage. Yeah. Um, the, the story they told here, and this is why I love Momo so much, is because of the stories she crafts in her matches. Um, you know, Azumi wanted this one-on-one match, feeling betrayed by Momo. And uh, Momo said, I'm going to destroy Queen's Quest. And this was the first step to doing that because she didn't just beat Azumi. She took her out. Yeah. Azumi's uh, not been on the last two shows. And um, so here in this match, it was excellent. It was an excellent, excellent match. Just uh, very dramatic, believable near falls. Early in the match, Momo hits a roundhouse kick. Azumi is seated uh, against the bottom rope and, and Momo hits a roundhouse kick to her face, which set something up for later because uh, Azumi that is sold that very, very well to the point mm-hmm. where I wondered if she was hurt. Um, but later that came into play because as a wet tie distracts the referee in a moderately convincing fashion, um, Momo puts a wrench in her boot and then hits Azumi with another roundhouse kick to the face. <laughs> yeah. Which ends them, but I love how they set that up. Like the referee saw that first kick and saw Azumi was hurt so badly by it that he would believe that the second kick without a wrench would be enough to finish Azumi off because he saw her take that first kick. It's just the little things that others don't think to to put into their matches. Ah, I loved it. Love this match so much. What do you think? Uh, like I said, I thought it was it was obviously brutal, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I love. I love the, again, the story crafting, the match in general, Momo looked just dominant and just, oh my goodness. I mean, again, it it looked like she was out to hurt her. And that was the Mm -hmm. story here to take her out. And it was done quite convincingly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then like afterwards, you've got Momo, you know, exhausted and they've got ice packs and, and people looking in at Azumi looking after her. And she just looks like, like, like she's unconscious yeah it was not it was it was it was gruesome but it was in, in a good way story-wise right it was done in a, a very good way i really it really made you it. feel something yes it evoked emotion i mean yeah. like genuine concern for Azumi. Mm-hmm. yeah and then just the man what a monster momo can be yeah um yeah and and so clever too like we see so often someone just take like a huge chair and hit someone in the head right in front of the ref. Like they're not going to get caught, but the way she did this was subtle. It was undetectable and it was successful. Yeah. And again, something you don't see a lot, right? Loading the boot up like that. That's crazy. Why don't we see, you know, it's similar to that uh, spot that I've talked about before where it was Momo and Starlight and Starlight was rebounding off the ropes and Momo hit her with the roundhouse kick to the, to the, the shin, the knee. Mm-hmm. which we don't see. So Momo is doing all these simple things that you would think people would have thought of 30 years ago, but we've never seen them before. Yeah. And I, I love her. And then this led to a handicap match the next night mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, it was originally supposed to be a four on four match. Yeah. It ended up being Momo, Starlight, Ruwaka, and Rena 
mm-hmm. against Utami, Saya, and Lady C. Right. And originally, Azumi was set to be part of that, but mm-hmm. selling the the match from the night before, she wasn't there. Um, and this was this was good too with uh, uh, Obara Tai getting the victory at the end of that one as well with uh, Momo beating Lady C. And then after that match, we had a challenge for the 29th. Momo that, mm-hmm. and Utami. One-on-one mm. on the 29th. And the last time they faced off, they were both in Queen's Quest, and it was for Utami's freshly won World of Stardom Championship. Momo was the first challenger. Um, just what I was talking about. Took the uh, loss. So, I think it's going to yep. be different this time. I, I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be excellent. And again, the storytelling, I'm looking forward. Look, the action can be whatever it is, and you're going to be into it if the storytelling is there. It doesn't matter what moves they do if they're telling a good story. So I'm looking forward to this because I know the story is going to be great and the match is going to be great because of that. And this is the kind of stuff that gets me excited for when we're finally going to bring you our bonus episode coming up a little later this month with our top matches from 2021, because story, there's such a premium on good story in matches. Right. And it can make matches that when you look at it from a technical standpoint, might not be the best match. Right. But if it gets you invested emotionally and, and, and what they're doing, the story is really good. That matters to me a lot more sometimes than way more than how many wrist locks, counters, reversals, or pin attempts they, there were. Anybody who does this wrestling thing for a living can do that stuff. Anybody. That's what you're trained to do. You're trained for that physical right. part. Right. It's it's the stuff beyond that that makes someone truly special. Yeah, I so, mean... Momo's again, special. We, we, we equate a lot to dancing sometimes. Anybody can learn a dance move. Right. But how you interact with the music and how you put your feeling into it is what determines whether I enjoy how you perform that move. Right. Do you care about it? Does it go with some kind of story? Are you in a ballet? Like what's, where's the overarching picture and story? Yep. Yeah. So really looking forward to Momo versus Utami. Great storytelling. Going to be awesome. Like I said, we're going to have our, our, Top 10 matches for 2021 coming up later this month. We'll have more details on that coming up a little bit later. Uh, and uh, let's talk about some new champions. Yeah, on that same show as the handicap Same match. show. You had uh, Donna Del Mondo, uh, Julia, and Shuri defending against Hazuki and Koguma. The winners of the Tag League Tournament. This was their shot. They called it. And they win. And they won it. And yeah, they I mentioned last week I was hoping they would win. And they did. I can't believe it. So new champions, again, partly, I think, because we want to push Julia into some more singles action and partly to get all these belts off of Shuri. Yeah, yeah. I think as much as anything, it's that. Um, And and Julia, I'm kind of wondering if eventually this thing with Mirai and Tekla and Julia will run a similar course to Cosmic Angels where Tom was in stars, brought Mina and Unagi into stars, but you always saw Tom with Mina and Unagi and you didn't see them with anybody else from stars. And eventually they broke off and became their own unit. And that's probably where we're headed. I think it it feels that way. Now, I don't know what we can do with six units. I don't think they've ever had six units before. 
Uh, it doesn't mean they can't, I guess. Well, but what if it, uh, it, Momo succeeds and dismantles Queen's Quest? That's true. That's true. That could happen. Um, it just, it when you have Julia and Shuri in the same unit, it's hard to determine who's number one and who's number two. It's hard to see either one of them under the other one. So it wouldn't shock me if Julia takes Mirai and, and Tekla and forms a separate unit, or maybe that becomes Donna Domondo and Shuri has her own unit or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a vibe I'm getting right now, but it may not go that way. Yeah. But again, uh, congratulations to our new goddesses of uh, stardom champions. Yeah. Very happy. I'm a big fan of both of them. Um, And yeah, I still say Kaguma has the best top rope splash in wrestling and Hazuki, the, the best music in stardom. Hey, I'm not going to argue right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know what that means. Are you going to argue when we stop recording? Is that what yeah, I have I'm to look forward to? I'm going to lay it into you, boy. Um, I, it. I just want to play PS5. <laughs> we also have a three-way set for the Red Belt Challenger. Tell us about it. So we had a, well, that, um, yeah, we had a match with uh, Julia and Tecla Mirai against Tom, Amina, and Waka. We've already talked about that match. Um, And after the match, Julia challenged Tom, sorry, Tom challenged Julia to a one-on-one match to determine Shuri's challenger after Mirai. And Julia was like, eh, yeah, okay, well, maybe. Um, But then they were interrupted by Mayu Watani, who said she wanted in the match. So at the pay-per-view, we have a crazy three-way, Tom Nakano, Mayu Watani, and Julia. It's, it's Tom and her two biggest rivals from last year. Uh, it's going to be insane. It's going to be so good. I don't know who's going to win. It can be anybody. I'm pulling man. for Tom, but, I mean, you can't argue with any of them, really. I'll be pulling and, for Julia, just favoritism. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, same. Yeah, um, but they're all awesome. And yeah, no matter who wins, if they're the second challenger, they're going to lose. So, because again, sure, he's going to at least, I think, get through six defenses, if not more than that. Um, But that match is going to be amazing. Yes. Oh, goodness. So much to look forward to. Yeah. And we also, Lady C, Mm -hmm. throwing out a challenge, challenging Hanan. Yeah, future stardom title. That's also on the 29th. That card is stacking up nicely. Yes, interesting. Lady C getting herself a uh, a squad and now, boom, challenging for a title. That's going yeah. to be awesome. Um, yeah, so stardom, lots of great things. Three big shows over the weekend. And again, the 29th, that weekend is stacking up so much with oh, wrestling. Oh, man. For yeah. us, oh, on that man. one day, that on one, one day, day, there are day. four shows. <laughs> In four shows, insane, insane. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's move over to some AEW. Let's keep this uh, this train moving along. And uh, we had Britt defending her title against Riho, and as winning. predicted, as yeah. predicted, she did win. But as our friend who was in attendance for this, Mr. Nate Thomas. Mm. How you doing, Nate? He, uh, he said, and I kind of echoed the sentiment, there were a couple times during the match where I was like, uh, maybe, 
Yeah. Maybe it was good. It was, it was a very it, good match. Yeah, it was a very good match. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Riho, so I've I've not seen a bad Riho match. Yeah. Um, not that I've seen a bad uh, a bad Baker match either. I haven't, but Riho is just very consistent in her match quality. So yeah, this was good. I, I really figured Britt was gonna win. She she had never beaten Riho. They were making such a big deal out of that that it almost had to go Britt's way. And I just didn't think she was gonna lose the title on a one hour special on a Saturday night. Yeah, it just it didn't seem like that was going to be the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still a great match. Uh really enjoyed it. Riho looked phenomenal. Like I say there were a couple near falls where they made you made you question just a little bit, like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh Britt moving on uh from this past week is now gonna be gearing up for a mixed tag match of her own. Her and Adam Cole taking on freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander coming up on maybe next week's Dynamite, I believe. Is that what it is? Okay. I think so. Um, I think that's what they said. Uh, it may, may not be, but I know they've now the match is coming, which I might be messing up what day it's going to be on. Um, yeah. But we do have that to look forward to. Uh, but we also, from this past week's Dynamite, had Serena Deeb in another match against Sheeta. And these two always tear it down, but this one, not a classic. No, not a classic. Different. This was uh this was just a straight up beat down. Deeb attacked her before the match. Uh, and then as Sheeta was coming to the ring, so from behind, she went down yeah. the aisle and hit her from behind with with what something. She hit her with something in the leg. Yeah. What she had. Uh, it was some sort of international some, object. Yes. Um and then you know, finally get to the ring. They finally call for the bell. And as soon as the bell rings, Deeb was on her again. Uh, just basically squashing her in two minutes. Yeah. Hooked a single, single leg Boston crab and she didn't give up, but the ref stopped the match. Yeah. Um, By the way, something interesting. There were three AEW matches in two days that ran the exact same amount of time. Wow. Thunder Rosa versus Casey Fox, Jade Cargill versus Sky Blue, and Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida all ran one minute and 58 seconds. Not that that's anything to be particularly proud of, I don't think. No. Crazy, though, that you got three yeah. matches in that span to be the exact same time. Yeah. Um, you definitely can't plan that. Down no. The second. That's almost right. impossible. Yeah. Um, this, this was very WWE, I thought. This felt yes. very, it was very WWE, as was, it's not, it wasn't a women's match, but that Punk Wardlow match, also very WWE. Yes. Um, but here, I mean, uh, rematches suck unless AEW does them, I guess. This is the fourth match between them, and now they're booked evenly. Each have yes. two wins, so we've got 50-50 booking going on. We had a two-minute women's match. Difference is, when Raw or SmackDown gives us a two-minute women's match, they counter it with like a 13 to 17 minute women's match on the same show. This was all we got on Dynamite. From because women. we typically only get one women's match on Dynamite. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, eh, I, I was not satisfied with this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm all fine with, you know, furthering Deeb versus Sheeta, you know, now we're two and two. Now we get maybe one big blow off match mm-hmm. to, to settle the score. Um, but yeah, not their, not their finest finest an hour a couple yeah, hours yeah. of dynamite or two minutes um or two yeah two minutes <laughs> yeah uh yeah yeah and, and 
like some of the other like two minute matches that Naomi's had, there was a story to why this was so short. And the fact that it was short was part of the story as well. Right. So I'm a little forgiving of it in in that sense, but still, if, if you're going to have a two minute women's match, why not have another women's match? Yeah. Right. Why not have another one? Yeah. Um, But yeah, so not happy about that, but let's move on to some NXT and Wendy. Chu debuts in the ring with this was uh, fun. This was so yes, fun. This was this was very fun with her and Persia Parada and um Indy Hartwell. Uh, what Indy Hartwell? Indy Hartwell, yeah, Indy Hartwell versus uh uh Nazaro and uh Caden Cross and Caden Carter, Caden Cross, Caden. <laughs> Caden Carter, Carter. Caden Cross. Did I say Cross? <laughs> you did. I uh, damn. Uh, Caden Carter. Man, um, that's an if they made it, isn't it? Yeah, I know, right? Caden <laughs> Carter. Carter, Casey Catanzaro, oh, and Amari Miller. And Amari Miller. Yeah. Uh, and this was fun. And uh, Wendy Chu, of course, looked like she's taking a nap on the outside of the ring. On the apron. Just on the <laughs> apron. She's got her drink. Just <laughs> Yep. Pillow. She's in her pajamas. Finally gets the tag and then does this kind of matrix yawn dodge of a clothesline <laughs> yeah. and then proceeds to whoop that candy ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. It was pretty much what you said. Yeah. Much like yeah. this. It's like, yeah, I'm so sleepy. Oh, I'm in the ring now. Time to wake up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it was fun. God. Yeah. Throwing out suplexes like it's going out of style. I loved it. I think it's yeah. great. I want more yeah. of it. I don't know where you go with it, but yeah. I'm curious to see. I'm very curious. Like, does she finally get enough sleep and then <laughs> she's like the female version of Brock Lesnar? <laughs> <Just>, ah! <laughs> right. <laughs> no one can stop me. Uh, like, has no chill ever. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. Um that was basically the, the only thing really that went down with NXT for the women. It was. It was. Uh, yeah. Kind of disappointing that we didn't get any furtherance of who might be the next challenger for yeah. Mandy Rose. Or we had a we had a Mandy vignette. Yeah. They yeah. did start talking, of course, about the upcoming Dusty tag team classic, both men's right. and women's. Yeah. So they were ref- referencing that a bit. Uh, so we'll see. But let's go ahead and let's jump over to Raw. And, uh, well, maybe your call is right. It could be leaning that way. We did get, now, I will say, this was one of the worst segments (laughs) that they've done on TV, presentation-wise, in a while. (laughs) It's just, this should have happened after the match, like last week. Like it shouldn't, mm. it shouldn't have been its own. We're coming out to the ring to talk about this segment that made it feel really weird. At least Rhea referenced that. Like, why are we doing this here? Yeah, at Let's least, see. at least they they yeah. tried a little bit there, but it was they just, were a little self aware. Yeah, it was a little self aware, not and not, mm, but still, the main crux of it is they're being interviewed and and uh, Nikki kind of takes control of the mic and talks about, oh, we're gonna rechallenge for the women's tag team championships and win them and Rhea's like wait I thought we were going to talk about the rumble and and then Rhea's like you know maybe this ain't working out you know so you got this very public breakup very public breakup and 
uh, you know, in the end, you know, Nikki's like, well, can we still be friends? And she's like, you know, of course we can be friends. So then Nikki's celebrating, like there's kind of a win there. And it looks for a second, like Rhea's going to be the one yep. to do the turn. And then Nikki turns around and just straight, like to the throat, like yeah, throat and, shot. Yeah. And then just starts beating her down. Um, and then afterwards is walking up the ramp and they, they take forever, but they finally get to the close up of her. Yeah. <laughs> the production team, a little, little step behind this, this week on Raw, but get the close up of her. And she's like, almost superheroes don't need friends. Yeah. So is this the villain origin story or it could al- almost be the uh, Olympic hero, Kurt Angle kind of thing? Where, you know, he feels like he's a great guy. Right. But he's still just an ass. Yeah, (laughs) could be. That's another way to go with it. You know, in her mind, she's still this, I'm doing great things. I'm a role model and and kids love me and that's why it is. But I'm still going to do nasty things to you and you and you and do whatever I have to to win. So, yeah, Yeah. interesting. I'm interested to see where they're going to go for this. Go from this. Yeah. Yeah, lots um, of opportunity, lots of potential for it. So yeah, it's fun. And Nikki will dive headfirst into it too. And she'll she'll come into oh, yes. it. So I'm I'm excited to see what's what's happening here. I hope it leads to her getting some wins and a little more credibility as a competitor. Yes. Yes. Instead of kind of being the the pin scapegoat as yeah. she has been for a while. Um uh mixed tag setting up for the rumble, and I'm all here for it. Let's see. We've got edge. In one of the most entertainment, entertaining segments I've seen in a while, uh, comes out, introduces his wife, Beth Phoenix. Uh, so many great lines in here. <laughs> Just hoping to get some later. It's like, <laughs> ah, right, right. It was so funny. Um, so the two of them are going to take on the Miz and Maurice at the Rumble, um, which I think is going to be great. But I love Maurice here too. At the end, she's like, uh, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want none of that. <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so this is going to be awesome. I, I, uh, You can say whatever you want about Miz. He is one of the best character work guys in the WWE ever. Oh, um, for sure. And you throw in him and Maurice who have such great chemistry. I mean, they're married for real. So great chemistry, obviously, but you see it. If you watch Ms. and Mrs., they have great chemistry there. Whenever they're on screen in WWE, they have great chemistry. They play off each other very well. Same thing with Beth and edge. This is just going to be a fun, fun feud match. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Easy win for edge and Beth. I think. I actually think it's going to be Ms. and Maurice. You think it'll keep going? No, I think they're just going to win. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't see them winning if that's the end of it. I, I ultimately, I see Edge and Beth coming out on top. Uh, I think because of the ruining of the vows or the rededication, re, you know, the ceremony mm-hmm. that they did for the wedding. I think that's why Miz and Maurice are going to win. They've kind of hmm. taken that lick, and now they're going to get the shine. Hmm. Okay. Usually, I don't know. I don't know if that if as heels, I don't know if they need that, but we'll see. I'm still calling Edge and Beth. But I mean, do Edge and Beth really need to win? See, no. we're in that situation. It's like none of these are up and coming characters. Right. Goldberg so, didn't need to win either, but he did. 
Well, that's <laughs> that's a different story. Let's, <laughs> I can rant on that for a long time. Oh, I know. I know. We but, already talked uh, about the rumble enough. Yes. Um, <laughs> God, don't let him be an entrant. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather have him in the men's rumble than Santino in the women's. Uh, okay. Well, at least they're... Well, no, actually, well... No, because we know Santina ain't going to win. <laughs> but he's still taking a spot from a woman. Yeah, but it's not a winning spot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever spot he took wasn't from somebody that was going to win the Rumble. <laughs> Whereas with Goldberg, that's entirely possible. <laughs> Damn you, Goldberg. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> and. But no, looking forward to that mixed tag. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Um, we did get the return or the road to the return of Alexa Bliss. Um, and before journey we get back, in, journey yeah, back, journey back, and before we get into this, well, actually, no, we'll get into this a little bit. Um, so she's in there with a psychiatrist and it is the bliss that we have last seen the kind of dark fiendish who, who just lost Lily, who just lost Lily. And they kind of bring that up and they show that footage, um, and he makes references, you know, how does this make you feel and blah, blah, blah. And she kind of goes off the deep end, crazy, breaking stuff and screaming. Um, so interesting that we, now is this going to be the only version of Bliss that we see? Is this the character she's going forward with? Or as we kind of alluded to before the show, maybe next week we see her with a psychiatrist. And it's a different version, like multiple personality disorder, something like that. Yeah. Could we'll be see. Interesting that ties in with this. I have some numbers to run by you. I have the top 10 merchandise sellers for 2021 for For WWE. Okay. And here's a surprising thing. One, two, three, four, five, six out of the 10 are not active competitor oh my gosh yes only four are active roster uh members with merchandise sold so roman roman and he's at number five. Oh, uh, and okay. here let's go from 10 number 10 okay. yeah eddie guerrero wow all right number nine ultimate warrior <laughs> Number eight, Jay Uso. What? Number seven, Jimmy Uso. Number six, The Rock. Number five, Roman Reigns. Number four, The New World Order. Oh my God. Number three is the highest selling current roster person, that being. Alexa Bliss. Oh, wow. Number two, John Cena. Now, granted, he did have that return match for SummerSlam. Right. Uh, and number one seller for 2021, Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be my guess. Um, to, and a little bit of a breakdown here as far as uh, the top 10 items that were sold, uh, as this plays into a lot of this. The number one, and I guess they did this not so much by units sold but money made through sales okay uh so number one money maker stone cold steve austin's legacy championship collector's title with an 850 fifty dollar price tag 
uh, grossed one point three and a half million. <laughs> that many people bought that expensive belt. That's crazy. Uh, Sixteen hundred estimated sales. Wow. Uh, number two, Alexa Bliss's Lily plush doll. Yeah, thirty bucks a pop. Almost twenty nine thousand of them sold for about eight hundred and sixty three thousand dollars. Wow. Stone Cold Smoking Skull Championship Belt <laughs> replica, three hundred dollar price tag. Twenty eight hundred of those were sold. I like that belt. <laughs> the Spinner Championship replica belt. Right behind that, with like uh, twenty two hundred sold, the Brahma Bull replica. A lot of replica championships sold. Oh gosh, I don't. Next. I don't like the ones that are specific to people. The million dollar championship. Okay, I like that one. Was behind but, that, but it's not a world title. It was created for him. That's different. And then we finally get into some T-shirts. <laughs> okay, John Cena earned the day. Um, twenty five thousand estimated sold. Uh. The bloodline, we the ones. Um, right below that, uh, then another Cena Spinner Championship replica title. Oh, geez, another Cena Signature Series Spinner Championship replica title. Man, and then the Eddie Guerrero Signature Series. So these Signature Series titles are why some of these guys ended up in the top ten merch. Got you. Right. Why it was like. Wow, why is Eddie suddenly right. in the top 10? I mean, yeah. I, although I don't know why Ultimate Warrior's up there because he didn't have any of the top 10 items. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so yeah, it nuts. That's kind of just nuts. But lends kind of credence as you look at that, the lily sales as to maybe Bliss isn't going to be changing right. the character. Right. It made money. <laughs> right. And a lot of well, so so did the fiend. True, but I don't think they have any backstage problems with Alexa like they reportedly, allegedly had with Bray Wyatt. Right. My that wasn't my point. My point was that wouldn't necessarily mean they wouldn't change her character back. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. Very, very true. And I just yeah. like I said last week. I just want her in the ring more often. What yes. I don't care what the character is. I just want to see her wrestle. Yes, agreed. But happy that she's finally back on TV and making her way back to that possibility. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about the big thing from Raw, and that was the triple threat to determine Becky Lynch's opponent at the Royal Rumble. You had Dewdrop, you had Liv Morgan, and you had Bianca all squaring off in this uh, three-way dance, elimin- not elimination style, but sudden death, triple threat. And um, yeah, good match. Mm-hmm. Um, Nah, as we discussed, some problems with the booking here. Um, Now, Dewdrop picks up the win, which I kind of expected to happen. And that's fine. I'm not concerned about the booking of who won. (laughs) It's how we got there that I wasn't crazy about. Yes. Uh, Like, Dewdrop winning, I thought made sense because that gives you Liv and Bianca two big crowd favorites to have in the Rumble. Right. So that makes sense to me. Um, But yeah, the way that, A, it looks like Live as I was worried about last week when we talked, Live as an afterthought, it seems. She was kind of buried in this match. Yeah. Because Bianca had her beat and then was only stopped by the interference on the outside mm-hmm. from Becky. 
And then Liv just laid there, still beat, until Dewdrop actually beat her. So Liv is the only one that doesn't have claim to winning this match. And both of her opponents essentially beat her. And I, I, I don't like it. You didn't have to do it that way. And they know that we love Liv. They know we love her. Yeah. And it almost felt like a middle finger from yeah, the WWE. So, and as you put in the thing, it kind of makes it look like Bianca is the chosen one as far as who might take that belt off of Becky. Mm-hmm. Or at least um, be the next big challenger, the WrestleMania challenger. challenger. Yeah. Um, but now what I, and no offense to Bianca, I do love Bianca. Um, I, I criticize, I don't like her mic work as much. I love her in the ring. I'm just not a big fan of Bianca on the mic. Okay. Um, but I don't want to have a back-to-back women's rumble winner this soon. Yeah. So I, I hope that I hope this isn't Bianca winning, you know, a precursor to her winning the rumble. Cause I think it's too soon for that. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. behind that. I think you can build Bianca and Becky without having to have a rumble win. Mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, they could do Bianca and Becky at the pay-per-view in between the rumble and WrestleMania if they wanted to. Well, as of right now, there is no pay-per-view between Mania and the Rumble. Oh, that's right. I'd forgotten about that. And well, right. there is, but it's going to be, as we we think, Elimination Chamber is going to be actually at the Saudi show. Mm, okay. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't have that match. Right. There. Um, they can, but I don't know. Well, I don't know. They yeah. might, oh, excuse me. They might sneak another premium live event right as the term pay-per-view is now banned words in wwe i don't Um, think they need to be banned but i understand why they're moving away from them because most people don't watch these shows on pay-per-view yeah it's i mean very small percentage actually pay per show view per view yeah yeah um most of it's done through streaming through i mean peacock or the wwe Mm -hmm. network if you're overseas so if you're one of the fortunate ones i know right (laughs) Which I just I was actually thinking about that is like, hmm, you know, I have a VPN technically. Uh, yeah. I can just connect to a UK server and I can still ah. have the WWE network. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Well, I might do it. Um <laughs> so so is there no pay-per-view at all between Rumble and WrestleMania, or is it a Saudi show? I think the Saudi show is going to be the that's going to be the show between Rumble and, and okay. 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 Unless they because I mean technically you have two months. Because you have February and March. And one of the months doesn't have a pay-per-view. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Is it February or March that doesn't have a pay-per-view at all? I think it's... I think it's supposed to be March that doesn't have a show. Okay. And then February is usually Elimination Chamber. Mm -hmm. At least it was last year. Um, And now they're saying... Because there isn't an announced uh, show on a Sunday or a sat well there wasn't an announced show on a Sunday or Saturday for February but now there is and it's looking like it's the Saudi show and it will go it'll take place on a Saturday mm-hmm. uh and I think for us it would be like a Saturday afternoon cool I can do that yeah I think instead of because they I know it's not supposed to be during the week it's supposed to be during the weekend Saturday awesome and I think because of the time difference would mean it would start like what one or yeah. two o'clock here. I think. Yeah, they okay. usually start early. I mean, they always start early for us live, and doing it on a weekend is awesome. Thank you for yes. not doing it on a freaking Thursday like you did last time. Remember that? 
Oh, we had to try to record. We had to try to watch the show and then record while I was teaching a full-time schedule and not getting home till four o'clock. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I'm down for an afternoon pay-per-view on a Saturday. Count me in. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, so uh, interesting, interesting things going on. Very excited for the Rumble and what's going on there. Um, Yeah. So stoked. So stoked. My favorite time of year. I just hope things turn around for Liv. She gets something good. Yeah. I, I really hope this isn't the, the nail in the coffin, you know, yeah. for her and that she isn't just relegated to the background again. If you haven't seen her talking about her favorite Mario Kart character, she retweeted that tweet. She was interviewed by someone who asked her her favorite Mario Kart character. And she is so adorable in this clip. And it's so funny. And uh, she's very endearing. So go out of your way to, to watch. It's a short clip. It's only a couple minutes, if that. So go out of your way to, to check that out if you haven't seen it already. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get into our May Young Give Them a Hand Awards for the week. Thank you so much. Let's start it off, of course, with our favorite match of the week. Uh, what'd you think? Momo Nozumi. There were a lot of good contenders this week, but that one, just for the the, the craft and the storytelling and the execution of it all, it, it wasn't a traditional type of match with, you know, a million near falls and, and, and a new champion crowned and, and it wasn't a big pay-per-view main event. Um, but for me, it had the most thought and the most emotion and the, it was just different from anything else that I've seen, at least lately, if not ever. So yeah, Momo Nozumi. Uh, for me, I'm going with the match that had the most thumbtacks. <laughs> that is Mickey ah. versus Deanna in that yeah. Texas death match. Really enjoyed it. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, who is your favorite of the week? Your favorite performer? Uh, rest of the week for me has to go to Mickey James. Yeah. She can't re- deny she, it. She retained the title and got announced for the Royal Rumble as the champion of another promotion. Who does that? for wwe yeah. nobody nobody except mickey james so mickey james has got to be wrestler of the week yeah agreed wholeheartedly through and through and what was your favorite moment i, I shouldn't have already talked about it but it yeah sexy pida <laughs> <laughs> she makes me laugh so hard she's so great oh oh man let's see my favorite uh, actually i'm gonna say my favorite moment wendy chu uh, yeah, that's a good Wendy one. Too. I got to go yeah. with that. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> uh, that's our show for the week. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us. If you're a new listener, we do appreciate it. Tell all your friends. Uh, you can reach out to us on our social medias. You can find us uh, by email. Just email us at uh, poswrestlecast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. That's plus wrestlecast p-l-u-s wrestlecast uh you can find me at timothy k you can find steven at bizarro doom uh you can find us on facebook just search for the positively wrestling podcast and you can even find us now on tiktok uh just search for positively wrestling uh thanks a lot uh i'm gonna have steven take us out and we will have like i say coming up here in the next couple weeks gonna have that uh, top 10 matches of 2021 for both me and steve bonus episode coming your way enjoy your weekend and have a great week next week enjoy all the wrestling that's out there have a good one steve i i matane awesome